Hello, welcome to Sales War Chest podcast, an opportunity to learn more about growing revenue in uncertain times. And um, today's guest is a um, special guest. We have Monique Sergis from the uh, German New Zealand Chamber of Commerce, where you are the Chief Executive Officer. Welcome, Monique. Thank you very much, Mary. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful to have you here. And um, of course, you know, there's a lot that we've been hearing in recent times about opportunities overseas. And as a small country, New Zealanders are always looking for new customers offshore. So it's great to have you here to share about some of those tips to get your sales and business development happening in far off lands, specifically in Germany and in the EU. Happy, happy to be here. And um Hopefully I can open people's eyes to the um, EU market because it's not necessarily the first destination that New Zealand companies think of. Yes. So, um, yeah, the more I can do, the better. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And how did you come to be the Chief Executive Officer at the German New Zealand Chamber, Monique? How, well, what was your career path? I, felt, I fell into it. I sound like a Kiwi, but I'm actually both a Kiwi and German. So um, yes. after my fifth stint um, of living in Germany, I um, came back to New Zealand via the Dominican Republic. And I'd been working for German companies for quite some time, came back to New Zealand and thought, well, gee, what does one do in New Zealand with the skills that I had? And it just happened there was a very small office um, organization called the New Zealand German Business Association, which is our predecessor. Um, and they were trying to get a, um, a division off the ground to represent German trade fairs. Um, and I had done a lot of work in the trade fair scene in Germany um, during my time in Germany, working actually for companies who exhibited at shows. Um, so, yeah, that's where I started. So I sort of um, basically built up their trade fair division and then moved on from there. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Wow. And um, so how long have you been involved now with the German New Zealand Chamber? Since 1993. So um, oh, how wow. many years that is? I stopped oh. counting at 25. <laughs> Well, 1993 was a particularly good year. So I do remember that year, although I didn't hear of the German New Zealand Chamber at that point. But yes, yes. Well, you've obviously had time to develop the voice. And, you know, can you tell me a little bit about the German New Zealand Chamber, mm -hmm. Monique? What sort of businesses do you serve? And do you yeah. have an idea on your number of members and sort of yep, things going sure. on? I mean, basically, um, we are a little bit under the radar, I'll be honest about that. We're, we're really, um, we're not as loud as many other organisations that have a, maybe a broader span. We're very focused um, on companies that um, have an interest in the German-New Zealand trading relationship. So everything we do is focused around helping companies um, in that relationship. So mm. obviously the, the 130 German subsidiaries that are here in New Zealand, um, they're a big priority for us to make sure that they're happy and sorted. Um, and we're trying our best to encourage more German companies to look at the New Zealand market to increase that, um, that list. Mm. Um, we're actually the largest um, EU membership organisation in New Zealand by quite a long way because, one, firstly, the number of German companies that we actually have here, they're all under the radar to a large extent as well, but um, it's actually one of the highest numbers of subsidiaries of any country. Wow. Um, but we also look after the um, New Zealand side of the equation. So New Zealand importers 
um, who are mm. sourcing product from Germany, mm -hmm. and also New Zealand exporters who are looking to um, get into the German market. So we're very bilateral, and that that often surprises people, I think, because they they sort of imagine that we're sort of the um, the trade arm for Germany, um, doing only things for Germany. But Germany believes in balanced trade. They mm. believe that it's actually best to um, to have as much incoming as outgoing. Wow. Um, so, well, that's the theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. I suppose, though, too, um, you know, with um, COVID and supply lines having been disrupted, you're probably dealing at the moment, I'd imagine, with a few people who they might have established relationships. But is there difficulty oh, getting yeah. freight in and out? With, for the it's, been, of it's been a real eye-opener. It's not just freight, it's people. Um, oh, of course. The side of things has probably yeah. been the really yeah. hard part. We had a number of... Um, top management people who happened to be out of the country in March last oh, year, wow. um, doing budget negotiations and the like, um, who couldn't get back into New Zealand. Um, and it's taken, well, the first one got back in in December. So oh. from March through to December, um, they had to do their New Zealand job um, from Germany. So that that's probably been our biggest issue we've been dealing with in the supply chain. I mean, um, you know, it's not just our companies or our members that are hit by um, the supply chain issues. That's that's mm. that's a global issue, but it's also uh, probably a little bit dominant in New Zealand because, well, we're we're at the start of the world. We're in that 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 little <laughs> corner where people wow. seem to just go yeah. past, and a lot of the shipping companies have been. Um, uh, getting a little bit of flack because their schedules are skipping New Zealand and that makes it just that much more difficult. Mm, mm, wow. So um, I suppose too, like, um, you know, provided that we can actually get access in and out, which I know mm. everybody's working on, um, you know, what is it about Germany and the EU that you really think um, would be helpful for New Zealand companies to consider them as a potential market if they're looking to grow their own business interests? Yeah, well, I mean, the EU um, in itself is actually, I mean, it is an incredibly important market for New Zealand. It's actually mm. your number one or number two um, market, believe it or not, um, but more from an import side, so products coming in from Europe. Um, mm -hmm. Going up, um, obviously, uh, the focus is on closer markets, but the, the feedback I get from companies who have made it into the European market is that it's once you're there, it's a very um, steady, ongoing market. Um, it's, it might take a while to grow and get in there, but once mm. you're there, it's, it's, there for, it's there to stay. It's not something that's going to go you know, up and down. Um, and that that, that gives companies the stability they need then go into more developing markets so you know Europe's mm. a very established very traditional market um, yeah. hard to crack but once you're there it's really good yeah yeah and um, with the um, obviously the German language skills you would probably help people with that side of things and I guess to perhaps the different cultural ways of selling into a different yeah. nation such as Germany. Is there a lot of help that you provide well, in that like side to. of things? A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people don't <laughs> listen to that side of it. Oh, start. okay. <laughs> it's not till something goes wrong that they come back to us and go, what did I do wrong? So um, the more we can help at the start, the better. Yes. Um, the language itself is not really a barrier. Um, I mean, every German um, learns English at school. It's compulsory to learn English. Mm. Um, and 
yeah, obviously people who then don't go into international trade probably drop their English to some extent and only use it when they go on holiday. But but the mm. people that New Zealand companies will be dealing with, on the whole, speak extremely fluent English. So the language mm. is not really the issue. It's the, um, the New Zealand language is, is difficult for the Germans to understand. We, we find we, <laughs> we're more often translating what a Kiwi is saying um, and what they mean Yes, um, to a German side of, a, of the equation. So we'll get involved in, in not, I wouldn't call it mediation, it's just sort of the lost in translation um, that sometimes ah, happens. Yes, um, yes. But things, there, there are certainly areas that, um, that we do try and highlight. So New Zealanders and Germans are actually very like-minded. And it's one of the reasons why we think it's a very good market for New Zealanders to, um, to export into because mm. they tick in a similar way to you. Um, mm. They're not, you know, there's not a lot of extreme difference. It's just there are some differences and they're quite important to understand. So um, mm. um, the famous one, of course, being punctuality. Um, <laughs> Germans yes. are real sticklers for being on time and being on time is normally, you know, five minutes before you actually arrange a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and um even with conference calls, that seems to have been the, the norm as well. It's been uh, quite interesting to watch. Mm. But also deadlines, deadlines are, um, are not to be moved. Um, it would, if they are to be moved, uh, you'd say that right at the start of the agreement when the deadline will be not um, a day before the deadline is to be hit, stuff like that. So <laughs> we, actually, we actually run a, um, a workshop series and it's it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek we use some really great um bits of material like the life swap woody videos that um are sort of five minute videos that show the differences between germans and new zealanders in a funny way so you remember it mm, um, mm, and mm. i'll quite often go around the room and do certain little activities with with um the customers because at the end of the day often it's those really subtle things that they actually don't know they're doing wrong no so, Going into a meeting with dirty shoes in Germany is just a complete no-no. Mm, but, mm. Uh, how many Kiwis look down at people's shoes? Not, not a lot. Germans no, wear shoes no. all the time. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, in fact, that's quite interesting because I was going to ask you, um, in terms of actually selling to German customers, mm-hmm. how can Kiwi companies run a sales process that just wows the German customer all the way. And so you're already touching on some of that, aren't you, with the punctuality, making sure you don't move your deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. um, And and the word wow is probably, that that sends alarm bells in itself because (laughs) Germans Germans don't actually like to be wowed. Okay. So they don't want all that... um, this is the most awesome, amazing, you know, all the superfluous type um, terminology actually mm. turns them off. They want facts. They yep. want to know what things your product um, is going, is, you know, what, what are the background facts on that product? How many people has it been sold to already? Um, what's it going to do for their efficiency? Um, they, mm. want, they want hard facts and figures. That's going to be the best sell that you mm-hmm. can give them um, yes. is don't create something that you, you know, definitely don't promise something that's not true. Oh, um, no. That you no. cannot deliver. Really, really important. They're incredibly um, honest in that respect that, you know, there's, 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 it's, it's, it's more a, an under, under deliver than an over deliver. 
Okay. Um, and yeah. I mean, in times like COVID, of course, um, we have to manage this in a slightly different way because that also taught, you know, the delivery of a product, you know, when you're trying to sell and a distributor in Germany will be pretty skeptical at the moment as to whether you can deliver. Mm. You say you can. Mm. Mm. So our advice at the moment um, is to actually, you know, tack on 10 days and then mm. they'll be lovely and surprised when it actually arrives early. Um, yes. But don't try and, don't try <laughs> and sell a product on we can get it to you in in 10 days or you know it's it's in, in normal times maybe um mm. but at the moment you've got to be very careful about what you're promising and you know what you actually can deliver um mm. and keep, keep it honest yeah um, yeah the other thing to remember is that germany is actually 16 countries okay so it's 16 federal states mm -hmm. and we call them countries because they speak differently they think differently <laughs> <laughs> Have different, different, you know, if you look at Bavaria, um, yes. where Julia comes from, um, they, are, they are very, very fiercely proud of Bavaria. Mm. Um, and Bavaria, of course, is famous for, for many things, including the Oktoberfest, but also um, it's a, a bit of an IT um, area. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very wealthy part of Germany. So there's agriculture there through to tech. Mm -hmm. um, they've really got a good... Um, diversity that market in itself is mm. enormous mm -hmm. so you could say as a person as a company i'm actually just going to focus on one state wow so you don't actually have to look at the whole of germany germany's mm -hmm. got 82 million people that's a lot of people yeah definitely. So it's, the biggest, it's the biggest country in the eu by population and also by gdp um, it's the fourth largest country in the world um, as far as import exports concerned. Mm -hmm. Exports is actually third largest. So it is a, it is a big country. Um, mm. but, but if you break it down a little bit more. So we've got one um, export company, Bobux. They do children's shoes. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And when they first went in, they just looked at Germany as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then they realized that actually they had certain areas of Germany where their sales were doing better. So. Okay. They then analyze that a bit further. Um, and by using the likes of Facebook, et cetera, mm. um, they were actually able to zone in on um, Hamburg, for example, large city in um, Northern Germany, mm -hmm. and, and really focus their sales. So Hamburg is a marine, you know, it's, it's on the water. It's, there's mm -hmm. certain attributes that are particular to Hamburg. Yes. So they tailored their marketing to actually help grow sales um, in the Hamburg area. Wow. Um, so part of what we need to do with companies is actually work out so which parts of Germany might be the better ones for you to target ah, okay. your product into. Wow. It just depends on the product. Mm. Well, that's just good business development anyway, because you could say, oh, look, everybody in Germany is my customer. But with 82 million people, there's <laughs> yeah. obviously so many sectors in there and yeah. segments and segments within segments. So Absolutely. if you can define it really carefully, yeah. um, you're going to actually obviously save on your marketing and sales resourcing mm -hmm. and have a much better return on your investment of your time and any money. That's right. Absolutely. And, you mm. know, it's, um, we quite often have this discussion about, um, so traditional market distributors, so middlemen tend to be the way to go. Um, yeah. They don't warehouse, I might add. 
they just <laughs> they just distribute, but they okay. don't warehouse products. And this is something New Zealand companies need to understand that mm. um, there is a, a step in between where you need to decide, okay, how am I going to get my product to market? Um, am I going to um, use, I don't know, main freight service where they pick and pack for you? Or how mm. am I going to do that side of it? Because the distributor is not there to do that. The distributor is there to be your your vocal piece in the market. So your marketing mm. machine, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, and you oh, may find okay. that you have one in Northern Germany and a different one in Southern Germany. Wow, just wow. Because of the differences in the market. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously a lot of our product-based um, exports are really, you know, that's a key market for them. Yeah, what totally. about some of our service industries or even software? Is that something that's got a similar trajectory or is that still yeah. developing a bit more? Or So, um, I mean, companies, you know, famous ones were like Navman was a perfect example. You didn't see mm. the product. Um, no. It was actually, you know, it was in behind the Gulf, the, the Volkswagen navigation system. Um, yeah. I mean, Navman did extremely well um, into the European market. And of course, actually, they did even better when they then sold out and became a European company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> life, not too much about um, yeah. One I've been a little bit frustrated with is Zero. I, I thought that Zero would do extremely well into the German market, but um, mm. they have pretty much a sort of compliance issues because obviously they have to be able to deal with the tax system etc of each yes. country they they yeah. enter into yeah and germany is because it's so large because there are so many people um it is and because of the the german psyche i guess it's heavily regulated mm. Um, mm. so anyone in the service sector has to understand um the regulations um, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, they're EU regulations, but there's often mm. a layer on top of German bureaucracy, um, yeah. which is, you know, GDPR is a big, you know, perfect example. Mm. Take it to the nth degree. Mm. Um, you know, it's there to be followed. The, per- the customer's pri- privacy is absolutely paramount. So um, service companies, even if they're collecting the data back here in New Zealand of mm. customers, mm. Um, they are still obligated to follow GDPR regulations. Mm, so mm. Um, that's that's a perfect example of one of the areas where service companies can slip up a little bit. Mm. Um, so they're they're a little bit shy, and we'd like to see a lot more of that happening. It's just I think New Zealanders just don't think of Germany as the first market to go into um, for for the service sector, mm, other than mm. education. Yeah, yeah. So education New Zealand um, up until COVID hit. Um, Germany was one of their most important markets. Mm, um, mm. So we had um, around about 6,000 odd um, school children, you know, college level um, kids from Germany here every year. Um, and then there's about 15,000 working holiday visas that were issued wow. every year to young Germans who came here to, to um, either work, study, um, or do an internship. Mm, so that, that mm. was. Um, a service sector, obviously the tourism sector was another biggie, but um, yeah, yeah, completely now. <laughs> oh yes, it's tough, isn't it? I yeah, think, I think yeah. though the um, the main um, area which is 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 the, the the really positive for New Zealand companies. Most New Zealand companies are trying to produce a product of a high quality. Yes, and believe me, Germans will pay for high quality. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they do the reverse to you. They sell you German cars and they're certainly not the cheapest, but mm. you know they are high quality. Um, yes. Or, you know, a, a, a Miele um, oven or a, a Bosch dishwasher, you know they're high quality. So mm. it's, it's much easier then in the reverse if you're selling high quality food and beverage products or health products, mm-hmm. um, they will pay, they'll be prepared um, to to buy them and pay really high prices for them, so it's a mm. it's a good market. You you don't need to discount into it. You can actually aim at the top, mm. um, and I think that's a really important thing to remember when looking at the German market compared to say the US market, where there's um, maybe mm. way more competition, mm. um, similar mm-hmm. products, and um, quality is not necessarily the priority. No, no. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, of course, COVID has completely changed the business landscape and there are opportunities springing up in spite of all the devastation that it has left over the last 12 months. Yeah. What sort of opportunities, Monique, do you think are opening up in the German market that perhaps Kiwi companies should be mm-hmm. considering at this time? Yeah. Some of them are opportunities that were actually there before COVID, but they've just become more dominant, I guess. Yeah. So um, as I said, the food and beverage side of things um, is, is definitely a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, uh, you could probably say this for most of the world at the moment, so the focus is on healthy. Yes. Um, you know, whether it's supplements um, or, or um, organic or, you know, it's not mm. just food and beverage, but it's the next step on. It's the yeah. it's the delivery of something that's better than just mm-hmm. the average food and beverage. Yeah. Um, that's definitely an area of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also um, a lot of the, the products from New Zealand um, that are of a natural nature, so whether you're talking um, skincare ranges, um, mm-hmm. that is an area where... The, the knowledge or the, the belief that Germans have of New Zealand is always pretty solid. Um, mm. And you can literally um, sell your product on the back of that. So uh, anything mm. that is that is natural, um, organics even better, but that's a, a, a bit of a regulation nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other area is anything for the aged population. Wow. So Germany has a um, an aging population, um, part of the reason why they're so badly hit by COVID now is the fact oh, that wow. they have um, a very, very high percentage of um, older people. Mm, and mm. these people need services um, and equipment and all sorts of things that um, companies can deliver um, to them to make their life better, um, mm. to help with their medications. Um, there's a couple of very cool New Zealand startup companies that I've dealt with recently who um, have been tampering with the German market, shall we say, um, and, and they make little widgety things that go on um, the, um, the um, oh, what do you call it, the ICU pack. Um, oh, right. Wow. Just to, to, to control the, the flow better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of interesting, innovative things going on in that area. And New Zealand's quite good at this stuff because this is mm. not mass production. This is this is small production, unique production um, for a mm-hmm. unique sector. Yes, yes. So I, I would never say everything should be exported to Germany. I would be very selective about what products I think should be going to Germany um, ahead of other products, I guess. So it's, yeah. uh, but that's, those are the two areas mainly. I mean, 
obviously Germany is a massive exporter um, and they need componentry for all sorts of things, but they've obviously been looking at their whole situation and um, mm. they're not necessarily buying everything from one supplier anymore. They've been burned no. from that, so they'll be looking at more suppliers, but I'm not sure whether that's an area where New Zealand is strong and Mm, mm. Okay, but it does sound like some opportunities are opening yeah. up and I suppose if there's a business listening who is wanting to take a fresh approach to their sales and business development and you're looking at serving overseas customers, probably some very good customers in the German nation. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. If I don't think it works. I will be brutally honest. So I won't waste people's time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. Now you're based in Auckland, aren't you, Monique? Yeah. Auckland, New Zealand, yes. but you, you yeah, of, of course, actually the background, of course, but, um, <laughs> but you serve people all around New Zealand. So if somebody is listening and thinks, should I be checking out, how can I get into the German market? What's the best way to get hold of you potentially? Probably at the moment, email because um, we are doing um, an office and home office. So email yes. seems to be the fastest way to to get us. Um, yeah. So msurges, M-S-U-R-G-E-S at mm-hmm. germantrade.co.nz. And that's our website as well. Just go germantrade.co.nz. Oh, brilliant. Okay. There as well. Oh, lovely. Well, look, hey, thanks for um, joining us on Sales War Chest. Um, We are going to be continuing to explore lots more ways that companies can grow revenue in uncertain times. And of course, looking at the opportunities that present. Thanks, Monique. And um, we'll see you all again next time.